Hello everyone, this is Pastor Dean Thompson with a word of hope. Let us be nice and sweet in all we say. The ancient Hebrews, the culture in which the Old Testament was developed, was different from ours. They interpreted life and the world differently from us in the modern Western world. That is why many of us find it difficult to relate to the way many things are described in the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament. The Hebrew scholar Jeff Benner states, In the world, past and present, there are two major types of cultures, the Hebrew or Eastern culture and the Greek or Western culture. Both of these cultures view their surroundings, life, and purpose in ways which would, which would seem foreign to the other. With the exception of a few Bedouin nomadic tribes living in the Near East today, the ancient Hebrew culture has disappeared. What happened to this ancient Hebrew thought and culture? Around 800 BC, a new culture arose to the north. This new culture began to view the world much differently than the Hebrews. This culture was the Greeks. Around 200 BCE, the Greeks began to move south, causing a coming together of the Greek and Hebrew culture. This was a very tumultuous time, as the two vastly different cultures collided. Over the following 400 years, the battle raged until finally the Greek culture won and virtually eliminated all trace of the ancient Hebrew culture. The Greek culture then in turn influenced all following cultures, including the Roman and the European cultures. Our own culture, that is the American culture, and even the modern Hebrew culture in Israel today. End of quote. In Greek-influenced cultures, the world is viewed through the mind using what we call abstract thought. The ancient Hebrews, on the other hand, views the world through the senses. They use concrete thought. In concrete, concrete thought, all the five senses are used and applied when speaking and hearing and writing and reading Hebrew. They express their various concepts and ideas in, way, in ways that can be seen, touched, smelled, tasted, and or heard. An example of this can be found in Psalm 1 verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. In this passage, we have concrete words expressing abstract thoughts, such as a tree, representing one who is righteous, upright and righteous, streams of water, representing grace, fruit, good character, and an unwithered leaf, meaning prosperity. Benner continues, abstract thought is the expression of concepts and ideas in ways that cannot be seen touched, smelled, tasted, or heard. Hebrew never uses abstract thought as English does, 
Examples of abstract thought can be found in Psalms. The English translation of Psalms 103 verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Now, these differences between the Hebrew thought and the Greek thought that explains why we see the strange descriptions being used in the Song of Solomon. Instead of saying that his beloved is the most beautiful and the most desirable, hear what Solomon says. Song of Solomon, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 9. I liken you, my darling, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariot horses. Imagine that. Only the stallions were used to pull the chariots. Now, if among all the stallions there is one mare, then she would capture all their attention and they would all be chasing after her and probably fighting over her. So to Solomon, his beloved is the most desirable and every man would want to be with her. Instead of saying that she has a beautiful smile with perfectly shaped white teeth, he says, your teeth are like a flock of sheep just shorn, coming up from the washing. Each has its twin. Not one of them is alone. Your lips are like a scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like the halves of a pomegranate. Song of Solomon 4, verses 2 and 3. Her teeth were white and perfectly matched. Her lips, being red and thin, were like a scarlet ribbon. The ribbon is literally thread, referring to the perfect outline and delicately formed shape of her lips. Her teeth and lips made her mouth beautiful. The beloved's temples, probably including her cheeks, were reddish and sweet like pomegranate fruit. All of that is from the Bible Knowledge Commentary. Listen to her talking about him now. My beloved is to me a sachet of myrrh resting between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. Song of Solomon 1, verses 13 and 14. The beloved praised the king for his pleasing and attractive characteristics, which were like perfume whose function was to attract rather than repel. He was constantly in her thoughts, just as the smell of the myrrh in her sachet around her neck was constantly in her, in her nostrils. Myrrh was a pleasant-smelling gum that exudes from, a small, from small trees in Arabia. It is mentioned frequently in the Song of Solomon. All other men compared with him were like the desert. Among them, he stood out like a beautiful cluster of flowers in a desert oasis. Henna blossoms were white, and Engedi was an oasis on the west coast of the Dead Sea. Bible knowledge commentary. One thing that is apparent in the Song of Solomon is the rich flow of expressions of endearment from each spouse to the other. They freely express their admiration for one another, the intensity of their desire, and unfettered intimacy. Today, 
In many of our marriage relationships, there is a dearth. No gentle words, no expressions of affection and admiration, no intimacy, no real desire for one another. What do you think such a relationship will lead to? The atmosphere of our home is determined by the quality of the words we use to each other. The quality of our marriage is determined by the quality of our words. Men, what if every word you speak to your spouse is filled with love and seasoned with your genuine care and concern for our wives? What if we consistently compliment the lady for the nice things she does, the way she looks in a certain dress? What if we show her that we are crazy about her? Tell her about her shape, her thighs, her breasts, and her you-know-what, just like Solomon does. We don't need to use Solomon's descriptions, but we can find our own and put smiles on the lady's face. Ladies, what if you never utter a word of never utter a word of disrespect to your husband, but you always speak to him in ways that show that you honor and love him? What if you stop criticizing and putting him down, and instead you affirm and praise him and show him that you care? What if you are always nice and sweet in your words and your conduct? How would that benefit your relationship? It would do a lifetime of, of good, I tell you. I pray that God's grace will abound towards you and guide you, guide us all in our relationships. May we experience good success in our lives together with our spouses. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.